For security reasons, I'm broadcasting from an undisclosed location because the subject of tonight's American expose is terrorism. You are listening to the Lanch J Radio Network. talking about Lamar Jackson and his bag and, and his money on the show are really it's a difficult topic for me because there's always a, a hint of, of, of racism you see an African-American quarterback that wants to get paid especially one that wants to be his own agent and not give 8% of his income back to the system but Lamar needs to take notes from, from Jalen Hurts he needs to shut up he needs to get an agent and get his money. You're listening to the Paragon of, of Broadcasting Excellence, the Lance Radio Network, coming to you live from Nashville, Tennessee. I am your host, the one and only James Lewis III. Shout out to everybody listening on our affiliates Coast to Coast and on Lance Day Plus, where, where we podcast every segment of the live radio show. I have so much sports to, to catch up on and, and news topics. I'm going to be talking a lot about the NFL draft this week. With the draft coming up on Friday. I was in Puerto Rico on, on the beach and, and living the nightlife and, and going to casinos. And enjoying myself, getting getting a tan, getting some sun so I'm behind on, on a myriad of topics, and one of those topics being the Lamar Jackson. And when I saw Jalen Hurts sign that $255 million deal, the first thing that came to my mind, and I have this argument with, with Dr. Myron Edmonds, who, who comes on the show, and, and I contribute to his podcast. We talk about the, the KDs of the world. We talk about people that get buckets. We talk about people that put up stats. And when I look at sports, when I when I look at basketball, when I look at football, when I look at baseball, I think that leadership is a major component. And I think that people underestimate the importance of leadership. And when I saw Jalen Hurts get paid, to me, he's not just getting paid because he's a fantastic football player, because he is a, a great football player. I believe that ultimately when Aaron Rodgers is, is finally traded to the Jets, I think that Jalen Hurts will be the best quarterback in the NFC. And we think about Jalen Hurts' story. He was benched at Alabama for Tua, so, so he had a pedigree, played for Alabama, a national champion, but was benched in the national championship game for, for, for Tua, who led him to a victory over Georgia. Jalen Hurts was kind of always treated like the, the redheaded stepchild. Never given the, the props that he deserved. Wasn't good enough to read a defense. Didn't have an electric arm. Was a little bit small. A little bit short. Didn't have all the measurables. Didn't have the, the huge hands. All of the things that they look at at the, at the meat market, at the, at the underwear Olympics, the NFL combine. Fast, but not extremely fast. Kind of a tweener. 
Remember the New York Knicks? They went through a stretch where they where they basically drafted every six seven power forward or, or six seven six 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 five small forward that they could get their hands on for like a decade. They had all these tweeners, not big enough to be a forward, not tall enough, not large enough, not heavy enough to to be a forward in the NBA and defend the the three or the four position, but not quick enough to play the two guard or good enough of a ball handler to play the two guard. So you have these people that are, that are considered to be tweeners guys like guys like Jaleel Okafor that played for the Sixers there. He's the, he's the quintessential tweener six, nine big, not really big enough to, to, to play power forward in the NBA six, eight, six, nine, but too heavy and too slow footed to play the three, or, or the guard position. So you might be able to get buckets. You might be able to, to, to shoot the mid-range, but you can't guard anybody. And Jalen Hurts was, was considered to be a tweener by NFL standards. But Jalen Hurts, the, the thing that I love about football and why football is such a, a popular sport, you can't measure someone just in what they weigh and, and their height and, and how big their hands are and their vertical leap and their 40 time. Jalen Hurts has unbelievable heart. And he left Alabama after getting benched. He never had any explosions. He never went to Twitter. You didn't see him on Instagram working out and 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 putting these cryptic messages up saying that I, I told you so. I'll show them. He just went to work. He lost his job. He went to work. He went to Oklahoma. Played well there. Got drafted by the Eagles. Wasn't drafted to be an elite player. Was it the, the franchise savior? I used to be on ESPN in Philadelphia. I have a lot of connections. People like Jonesy in the Philadelphia market. No one in Philly thought that Jalen Hurts was going to be their franchise player. That his face was going to be on, on Lincoln Financial Field. You know, next to, to Reggie White and Clyde Simmons and Vice Sikahima. And, and all of the, the, the former Eagle legends. No one thought that he was going to be the face of the franchise. But Jalen Hurts, once again, he, he went to work. And when he got his opportunity to play, he played very well. And Jalen Hurts, you saw a lot of maturity with him. I think the, the, the thing about Jalen Hurts that really blew me away with his maturity is when he was playing against the Washington Commanders and the dang stadium almost fell on him. FedEx field, like he was going into the tunnel and a bunch of people fell. Like he he literally could have been killed. And you saw a lot about him because he didn't call a press conference and, and talk about Daniel Snyder and talk about FedEx field and talk about how, how it's a trash field and, and a trash stadium and a trash owner. He seems to take everything in stride. He's a CEO off the field. He's a leader off the field. He's someone that you can trust in front of the media off the field. He's someone that you can put on camera to do interviews. He's an ambassador for the, for the Eagles in addition to being a fantastic quarterback. And to me, that's what you pay for. And that's what I don't see with Lamar. I was a big fan of Lamar Jackson. I love Lamar. His game is electric. He's worth pretty much what Jalen Hurts is worth. I think that the contract that Jalen Hurts got, which is a backloaded contract, he got a large amount of guaranteed money, $255 million. I believe he has one, 185 
are so guaranteed. I think that's exactly what Lamar Jackson deserves and what he should get. And my understanding now, you, you hear things on the street. You don't know if it's true. Everything that's posted, everything that Mike Florio posts, and no diss to Mike Florio or any of the people that cover football for a living. You know, guys like Chris Mortensen. My understanding is the Ravens offered him $200 million guaranteed. And to me, if you're Lamar Jackson, you, you, that's, a, that's a deal that's fair market value. I get, I get that, that Deshaun Watson signed a ridiculous contract that was fully guaranteed. And if you had an agent and, and if you have your lawyers and if you have your people that are in your camp, you feel that you're the next person up and you feel that that changed the market and it set the market. But the Browns are an outlier franchise. The Browns are the epitome of a laughing stock. The Browns would assign anyone. They're willing to sell their soul. They're an outlier of a franchise. And ultimately, you could say that the owners are colluding. I've, I've talked to people and they said that there's collusion with the owners and, and the owners are, are in cahoots. And that may or may not be true. They said, I've, I've talked to people that believe that the owners are angry because Lamar Jackson is representing himself and he's trying to take the power and put it back in the players' hands and take it away from people like Lee Steinberg and these great agents, the Arlises of the world. And that may be true. There's always a racial element when it comes to black quarterbacks, when it comes to black men who are defiant, that don't do what they're told. But Lamar Jackson needs to, to hire an agent, in my opinion. He's not in a position to self-negotiate. I think that he, he has overplayed his hand. He thinks that he's more valuable than he is. And if he wants a, a fully guaranteed contract for five years or six years, that's not the market. Just because if you own a house, if you own a house here in Nashville that's worth five, six hundred K, because that's pretty much the starting point to get a decent house in the in the Nashville metropolitan area. If somebody comes in and gives you a million bucks for your house that's really worth six hundred K, that's good for you. But does it mean that your neighbor can legitimately sell his or her house for a million dollars? And I would love to see Lamar stay with the Ravens. I would love to see Lamar get paid. I think he deserves it. He's great for the league. I love his game. But I think he needs to take a page out of Jalen Hurts' playbook. No negotiations on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all of that nonsense. That's one thing I hated about Cam Newton. Cam Newton's always running his mouth on Instagram. I don't want my quarterback in that social media vortex. I want my quarterback heads down, going to work, getting better. I don't need to see you working out. I don't need to see you doing leg crunches. I don't need to see you on your, on your three-mile jog in the morning. And when you play this out in the media, it's never good for the quarterback. It makes the fans angry. And ultimately, it's going to cost you money. So my opinion is I, I think the leadership that Jalen Hurts has exhibited, there's a premium for that. He's not just a guy that gets buckets. He's not just a guy that's going to give you 30 touchdowns between throwing and, and, and running 35 touchdowns and only throw seven, eight, nine, ten picks. He's a leader. He's the face of your franchise. He's the CEO of your team. And CEOs get paid. Guys get buckets. They may not get paid. Lance J Show. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.
James Lewis. I love guns, just for the record. I'm all over the, the map today. I, I love guns. One thing about me, a lot of people don't know. Um, if you see me in Nashville, there is a 99.9% chance that I'm armed. Because in, in Nashville and in Tennessee, you can, you can carry concealed. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. I always got the toast on me. I'm not a thug. I live in a gated community. I'm not trying to be a tough guy, but I, but I always have a gun on me. I always have a burner on me all the time because it's legal. It's my right as an American to, got the, to, to have the strap. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. DJ Connect is the global network leader for artists, musicians, disc jockeys, and record executives. Get your record played anywhere in the world. Copenhagen, Los Angeles, the French Riviera, or South Beach. To learn more, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to pre-order the application today on Apple's platforms. James Lewis. And, and shout out to everywhere where I can go and get a good oxtail with extra gravy. Some of the spots here in Nashville, man, they don't want to they give you the guy who's like, me, me know it. We, we can't give you extra gravy. I'm like, yo, man, I'm, I'm willing to pay for it. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. What's oxtail and rice and peas if you don't have any extra gravy? What are, what are we doing here? What's the point? You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. I ain't snitching on nobody from Harlem, man. I give you a couple cats down in D.C. doing their thing, out of town doing their thing, but um, I'm not snitching on nobody in Harlem because when I come home, I'm still going to be the king. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.